Welcome to the Yogi MD podcast. It's Nadine, yoga teacher, health coach, and retired doctor, here to bring you and your body together, not in sickness, but in health. Thanks for taking this time for yourself. Today I have Michael Hampton. He is a personal trainer and a friend of mine, and I would like for you to please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Mike. Michael Hampton. They call me uh, Mike. I'm a personal trainer. I've been a personal trainer for 18 years. Wear well, certification for 18 years, but I started way before that. Before we really need certifications, we were just teaching people how to exercise. But yeah, I first started off just teaching um, kids wrestling. So it wasn't nothing about personal training, but it still was fitness and technique. and. So why did you teach kids wrestling? Well, I, I used to wrestle, and my nephew needed something to do. Um, so I walked over there to the park district and um, and, um, and asked him, did he want to be on the wrestling team? So I thought it would be good for him as, as, a, as a man to know how to wrestle, you know, to defend your home or, you know, stuff like that. And uh, it's a great discipline sport. So. Uh, it's just known for a fact that most wrestlers have great grades, you know, in school, teaches them how to um, work hard for something, so, because um, it don't come easy, as you know. Okay. Uh, then from, after that, um, wrestling, it took off from teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching. So were you teaching kids or were you teaching adults at that point? Kids. Kids. When did you decide to make it something that's structured? All right, that's interesting too. It started from the wrestling team too. So one day, um, this 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 um, student um, from high school um, came and his dad, and they said um, his dad wanted me to get him ready for a state competition. So he asked me, um, would I roll around with him for a little bit? So I was like, all right, you know just a kid, you know, high school, whatever. So uh, I said, we do three two-minute rounds, you know. And the first round, I was like out of breath. Three rounds later, I'm like totally out of breath. And I was not, I was, I found myself fighting for real, like fighting for my life, like, you know. And he, and I'm, I'm sitting up there, I'm sweating, I'm drenched, and I'm breathing. And he looked at me, he said, ain't you supposed to be in your prime? How old were you? Uh, 27. So right then I decided, I said, all right, I gotta get back in shape. I said, I'm gonna go to school to learn how to get back in shape. So that's when I started attending South Suburban and personal training program to teach myself first how to get in shape. And so I can teach others. So, okay. but mainly I just want to teach athletes. At the time when I was huffing and puffing, I was 196 pounds. Yeah, so I started eating better and doing everything right. So this and was after you started your mm -hmm. certification. You started yeah, to learn how to exercise how to and how to eat better. And how, yeah, nutrition classes. And at first, um, when I was taking classes, I was I didn't realize the purpose of um, taking the classes because um, I just wanted just do athletic training, like we I'm taking step classes. So uh, even with one of the teachers, I was like, why, are we, why am I taking all these classes? 
Like, I'm not going to be teaching this. Like, why why I'm doing this? And uh, one thing he, he stuck with me was he said, well, you kind of want to know everything. If you want to be uh, powerful where you where you end up working at, right? He's like, he's like, I said, yeah. He said, know a little bit of everything. So from then, I, I went home and I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to rest until I know pretty much everything about fitness. So that DJ <laughs> was very instrumental. Oh, yeah, in very instrumental. Because he made me um, want to get different certifications. Even after the school, it's like, okay, I want to learn aqua. I want to learn yoga. I want to. Um, I want to learn cycling. I want to learn how to teach older people. I want to learn how to teach younger people. I want to teach athletes. It was just all over the map. Uh, Pilates, you know. So even with my martial arts, it taught me to want to know different styles of martial arts. So that makes sense. In the beginning, when you're excited about learning something new, you want to know as much as you can about it. So when did you start to decide that you wanted to specialize? Because as I know you today, you're mainly teaching older clients. Well, like I said, I just want to teach athletes at first. I got out of the kids in my head because um, I found out with teaching the kids that you just, you can't just teach them. You're like, you have to mentor them. So I didn't want to be a parent. I was like, I'm not, I can't be a parent. So I was teaching athletes and um, I had my own studio so then, um, after my studio started doing not so well, I had to, you know, look for a little bit more more work. So I decided to um, apply, and then I applied for Franciscans. So with being a personal trainer up there, um, you can't just make it alone with personal training. Like it's it's really part time. So you so you have to get a part time job within a part time job. So. Um, I was like, I probably started doing some classes. So I started doing like um, boot camp classes and stretching classes. First, all the hard cycling, all the hard classes, because you know that's what I like to do. So it matched my energy level. Um, except for this, then I got these stretching classes so with mostly seniors. So um, then I got. Up there, you kind of like this. You found out like mo your clientele was mostly seniors. It wasn't athletes. So then my training came in, and my knowledge. I had to apply my knowledge to training seniors. And lo and behold, that's why I fell in love with. Because I decided right then that athletic training is cool, but getting the seniors to that next level is even better. So um, were you surprised when you fell in love with teaching seniors? Did you think you would like doing that? Never thought I'd be teaching seniors. I, I thought I was going to be this high-powered athletic trainer, <laughs> you know. So how long have you been teaching the baby boomers? For like 10 years now. Are most of your senior clients women? Oh, yeah. Why do you think that is? Um... I find that men that only um, buy personal training when they're looking for a specific, um, like a specific um, weightlifting or a sport, um, they don't tend to look for somebody to tell them what to do. So, uh, yeah, they don't.
<laughs> so they figure they can read something and they got it figured out. But uh, women are more, um, they tend to look, to look for guidance. And the guys don't, they they think they got it figured out already. So, so. Mike, are you saying that women are smarter than men? <laughs> <laughs> no, men are stubborn. <laughs> How stubbornness and egos get in the way. How do you deal with the fact that senior women who are coming to your classes or baby boomers may have health concerns, health issues? How do you address those health issues? Well, in the classes or individually? Both. But in the, in the classes, like when they first come in, that's when I can address it. You know, ask them, do they have knee problems or, or shoulder rotator cuff issues, you know, because that's mainly lower back so you can kind of like tell them like okay don't extend all the way don't bend down all the way so you kind of like help them out at the end of class when you know that they knew um, and then the ones that you recognize and know all the time you can kind of like adjust and help them um, throughout you know if you see them doing something wrong because you, you, you kind of know what's wrong with them so and do you feel like in a class setting that you can get to know an individual and still help even though it's a number of people in a class? Yeah, but you won't be able to give them full attention, but you can address an issue and um, they still do it wrong. It's kind of like, you can't just like keep focusing on them. You can just wait, you know, put a hat on it for now and then tell them later. Okay, so, so how do you do that in a personal training sense? Well, that way we get the assessment. Uh, we, we can do a chart or a health sheet, and and um, so they can list their injuries, and and so you get to talk to them about what their previous exercise history is, so and health concerns. So you know a whole lot, a little bit more about them than just in class setting. You can't ask that. So then now you can individually approach them. Um, uh, according to what they can and cannot do in their history and they, with their injuries and they pass exercise why do experience. most of, why do you most of your clients come to you for personal training what are the different reasons a whole lot of different reasons <laughs> <laughs> i uh i say uh mainly for they need motivation to do some uh to exercise because they don't have the motivation to do it themselves. Some the only time they come to the gym is uh, to me. They don't. It's hard to even get them to come on the, to work on their own. So they need that person to push them uh, just a little bit or some a little bit more, like you. <laughs> <laughs> but mainly, they just need that edge, you know, that somebody to push them. Um, some some come for um, social. Um, this one I've you know talk and uh, okay yeah. so some come to release their stress. stress some come need that push uh, some comfort like athletic reasons also the ten the young ones like I have a young volleyball player so she needs to get ready for a sport some have weight loss goals some don't some just want to be active that's a very important point um, I don't think it being healthy is always or should always just be about weight loss. It can no. be so many reasons, right? Right. How do you help your clients who are having trouble staying motivated 
find ways to be motivated when they are not with you? Well, you try to get them to find something they like to do, something that they really, um, without you, uh, even in the gym or outside the gym. So um, even outside the gym, if it's um, just gardening or uh, shopping, that's just being active, you know, dancing, um, having fun. What about the person who says, well, there's really nothing that I particularly enjoy that I just find exercising work and I'm forcing myself to do this? Yeah, you just, you try to introduce them a variety of different things and see if they like it. You know, if they don't like it, it's not working, so you go to the next one. So you just always try to find out what's that trigger point to, that's going to stick to them. Um, yeah, that's how you do that. So That makes sense. One time we were talking and you mentioned that sometimes you think about what regrets you would have before you die. Is that something that you talk to clients about at all? Um, sometimes, not often. But not, I don't put it in a deaf way, but... So um, if, if you can change something right now, what would it be? Travel somewhere? Would you um, change your career a little bit? Would you, you know, what would you do? Would you exercise more? Would you, I try to make myself as happy as possible by setting goals and resetting goals and resetting goals, reflection, reflecting on your life. And what could I do um, to make some more changes in my life, what can I do that I always will have wanted to do? And I constantly going over that every year in your life. Make um daily, weekly, monthly, yearly goals. So even with family life, so you want you want no regrets. So in what setting or in what client setting do you find yourself comfortable to ask that question? And is it to motivate a client? Uh Mostly the older, but all all clients, every last one of them, because actually the younger the better, so they they can get on the path, the right path. Sure. Because uh, that's what you want them to do. Uh, it's hard for clients to stay motivated consistently. So how do you help a client who may be angry or resistant? to staying committed to a healthy lifestyle? Number one, you try to get them to have a support system. Um, not having to surround yourself with negativity or people that's negative. Um, Do you ever find that a client is angry about feeling out of control or that they're lacking control in their lives because they have to give up certain things. Because yeah. a lot of people feel like they have to be healthy by giving up a lot of things. They can't have what they want. They can't have what tastes good. Uh, they have to go exercise, and it's not fun. How do you right. deal with that? Yeah, because it angers them. And anger can make bad decisions or lead to depression or it can get in, in the way of success. So... Um, when they're angry, 
I mean, let them know that's just, anger is like a healthy, uh, it's not nothing very unhealthy about being angry. It's a natural feeling, you know, but it's just what you do when, you, when you're angry, you know, um, try to turn it into uh, a positive um, outcome instead of a negative and um, use that anger in, in a way that's going to motivate you to, do, to make a right decision to respond in a different way. What you, what you got to tell them to do is like, okay, go, go back and eat that, you know, eat it, have some fun, you know, um, just um, take some time out the gym sometimes. You don't have to exercise every week if you, you know, take, take a break, you know, take a couple of days off, then come back. The gym's going to be here. If we can get a, uh, somebody to come to the gym starting off two days a week, that's good. Yes. So, goal number one. Come one or two days a week. Don't come five days a week. Come one or two days. Because one or two days, that's a hundred days. Two, you, two days, that's a hundred days. That's about the hundred more days you, you did the year before. So, we can just get them to come two days a week. So, if you get them to just be happy about doing the smallest thing, the smallest goal, it's not the big goal. Then you can keep them motivated and uh, keep them less angry. And don't feel like they um, changing they, they they world all of a sudden. And because they're gonna um, you, they change it too drastically, it's gonna be it's gonna be fight. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard. And that's why the New Year's resolution doesn't work. Don't right? work. It don't work. I'm gonna go to gym five days a week. Oh yeah, okay. And then go hard. And then stop. <laughs> so in two weeks, even with eating a little bit healthier, uh, if you can get them to eat at least twice a week healthy, pick two days that you can eat healthy. You know, pick like a Monday, you know, or Monday and a Wednesday, you know, just start off Monday and Wednesday. You make better decisions on those days. That's two days a week more than you ever did. So like we say with that year, that's over 100 days eating better. Sure. That That's an accomplishment right there in itself. Yes. And let them know, it, it, yes, it's attainable. Look how easy it is attainable. And I think that's something that a lot of women need to hear because we tend to be very hard on ourselves and we tend to think that it has to be all or nothing and it has to be perfect or else we failed. So I think that right. sometimes deters somebody from even wanting to start. Right, it does, yeah. Yeah. They they want got to do now got to lose it fast, now you know, it didn't come overnight. Be patient, be patient. It's gonna come. It does require patience. I entitled my podcast "Mindful Health for the Wise Woman" on purpose because I think being healthy is different for different people. So, what do you think being healthy means? Mentally. To me, being healthy is not about how many push-ups you can do, how many sit-ups, it's, it's mentally. Are you happy mentally with what you do as far as you, your capabilities? Are you happy with um, when you go to the doctor, your numbers? Being healthy is like just being happy that I'm doing something for me. Um, I'm not thinking about nobody else. I'm not trying to do what he can do or what she can do. 
um, just trying to um, do what Mike can do. Ultimately, live the goal of um, having a long life as far as I can. That was very, very well said. I want to thank you so very much for sharing your time with me and sharing your wisdom. And I really hope that we can just help someone who feels lost or who mm -hmm. feels intimidated to start or intimidated because she fell off of the wagon and she feels guilty about it. So right. I thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's fun. <laughs> And now it's time for practical tips. Body tip. If you find yourself waking up in the middle of the night, worrying, try counting your breath. Take your time and count to the highest number you can as you inhale and exhale to that number. Keep focusing on your breath until your busy mind relaxes. Mind tip. Challenge yourself by learning something new reading something that's well outside of your comfort zone. Spirit tip. Keep practicing forgiveness to yourself and to others. It's a skill. Thanks for being here. See you next time.